Welcome to Islam for Christians. This is episode 104. Hadith. Jesus comes back to earth. This hadith is from the Sahih Bukhari collection, 2476. Allah's Messenger said, The hour will not be established until the Son of Mary, meaning Jesus, descends among you as a just ruler. He will break the cross, kill the pigs, and abolish the jizya tax. That's the poor tax. Money will be in abundance so that nobody will accept it as charitable gifts. At most Christian churches, the liturgical ones at least, it's the ones where the Eucharist is celebrated, you know, sacraments and all that. Part of the ceremony includes the words, until you come again, meaning Jesus's second coming. And then after the Lord's Prayer, you might hear something like, as we wait in joyful hope for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So the idea that Jesus will come again is not unusual. It is ever-present in Christianity, and it certainly has biblical sources. And in Islam, it's not so ever-present, but it's there. This same concept, Jesus will come again. And there is apocalyptic content in Islam relating to Jesus' second coming. And this hadith is a major part of that. This is a real short episode. We're not going to go into Islamic eschatology here, but the reason I wanted to share this hadith is because this hadith, um, among many others, but the hadith in general, is the major source for Islamic apocalypticism, or eschatology, the end times, what comes at the end. You won't find a whole lot of details about this stuff in the Quran, and unlike the Bible, it's not packaged neatly and really easy to find. The Islamic apocalypse, on the other, it's just scattered all over the Hadith. But I think this is a pretty good short summary of the general expectation. So before we get to the actual content of this hadith, I do want to tell you what is missing. And it's present in other hadiths and, you know, the traditions, other, you know, whatever. It's the preamble to the end times. What comes before? This is more about what happens in the present of the end times. But when you're looking for this, uh, you know, before Jesus comes, what are you looking for? So l- just let me share that real quick. It would start with, unsurprisingly, widespread immorality, which of course is rather vague. That really could apply to any time in history. Although it might speak to our time because it, it is a little more upfront and in your face, at least where I'm from. So You could get the ball rolling on an apocalyptic prediction just based on what you see happening outside your front door. Because honestly, if you look at the list of sins that are usually considered precursors to the end times, I mean, at this point, it's basically Tuesday in any Western metropolis. 
And heck, these sins have even been turned into virtues. And it's the kind of upside-down morality that the apocalyptic literature talks about. However, that's not all it takes. The physical world needs to be just as backward as the moral world. So what I mean by this is there would be unusual phenomenon in the physical, seeable, hearable, whateverable world. So until you see things like chasms swallowing up people and the sun doing some really strange things, you probably don't need to worry. That's what comes before kind of what is being talked about here. So those are the big, the early signs, then the Antichrist rises, the Mahdi, an old school messianic figure, he rises to fight for the good guys, and then ultimately he is assisted. And this is where we get to the content of our Hadith, gives you to kind of the point in time they're talking about here. Jesus comes back to earth. And that's when you know the last day is almost here. I mean, imminent, really. So, when Jesus gets here, what does he do? Well, here's the big part. It's right here in this hadith. According to sort of the Islamic general story, and of course this, what's specifically said right here, Jesus breaks the cross, kills the pigs, and abolishes the jizya, as in the poor tax. So what does that mean? Well, the most shocking vision here is that he breaks the cross. And what is that? The usual interpretation is that Jesus comes back and tells his followers, you know, people like me, hey, you guys were wrong. <laughs> so breaking the cross it's the idea of a crucified God, you know, the God that defines Christianity. Probably. I mean, it's open to interpretation. Although the Arabic language is quite simple here. Breaking the cross or the crucifixion. And even with simple language, if you want to, you can kind of run with that in a bunch of different other directions. And this is followed by more simple Arabic. Killing the pigs. So you take those two together, and the theme here is pretty clear. Jesus is saying that the Christians were mistaken. The crucifixion did not happen, or at least what the Christians got out of it. And that Christian idea that the old Jewish dietary laws are no longer valid, you know, that part of the gospel where Jesus goes into, you know, what goes into someone's mouth does not defile him, but rather what comes out of it. He's saying, hey, that was taken the wrong way. I didn't mean it that way. And also the church was wrong when Paul got the okay to forego circumcision and all that for the Greeks and the other Gentiles. So the modifications to the old Mosaic law are no longer valid. Actually, they never were. Uh, at, least, <laughs> at least the modifications that the Christians made. But the Islamic modifications, those are still okay. Uh, the Islamic amendments to that old law, those are still fine. But the Christian ones are not. And that's likely the reason it only mentions the pigs. You know, Jesus will kill the pigs, but, you know, he doesn't mention anything about sea life without scales or something. So Jesus will kill the pigs, 
but the shrimp and the double cheeseburgers, they will remain unharmed, regardless of what a rabbi might say. So in the Islamic apocalypse, halal beats kosher every time. But the final part is something we can all be excited about. Jesus will abolish the jizya, which is the poor tax. Now, why would he do this? Because when Jesus is in charge, there will not be any more poor people. We're talking Garden of Eden type abundance. What need is there of a poor tax if there are no poor people? But it's not really about that, or just that anyway. The real point here is that Jesus is establishing perfect justice. And because of that, poverty cannot exist. Now, on the surface, that sounds a bit modern, a bit of Karl Marx, this idea that injustice causes poverty. Now, realistically, I would say, yes, some poverty is definitely caused by injustice, but not all. Humans are still humans, regardless of what economic system is put in place, but it's religion. We're talking about religion here, not specifically economic systems. So you just got to kind of broaden your vision because perfect justice would mean the changing of the human heart. That's something God can do that a political system cannot. And this is the world that is foreseen for a time before Judgment Day. And if you want to look into more of this a little deeper, it's actually very interesting. The Muslim view of the apocalypse, at least for me, it, it is fascinating, particularly from the Shia perspective, if you're not familiar with that. Just search for Shia eschatology. That's eschatology, E-S-C-H-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y. Some real interesting stuff will pop up, including my favorite Shia heresy that believes the Mahdi and Jesus already came about 150 years ago. Those people are called Baha'is. But if not, at least you have a primer. This is how Muhammad saw it. Jesus comes back. He says Muhammad was right. He establishes justice. And then we are all judged. And the world as we know it basically ends. It's not quite as detailed as the book of Revelation, but it certainly gives Muslims something to work with, a template. And it starts with this hadith. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next time. Inshallah. Thank you for listening to Islam for Christians. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep this show ad-free, you can also visit my Patreon page and subscribe. I'm at patreon.com slash Islam for Christians. 
That's patreon.com slash Islam for Christians.